VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 68th ever and show 16 of year two for all around sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports, one word, Com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, as well as discuss my event of the week that I attended, last night's Patriots-Saints preseason opener at Gillette Stadium. Also, in 15 minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. Well, my highlight of the week is from the Olympics, and it's Usain Bolt the star of stars, who yesterday staked his claim as one of the greatest athletes in history by becoming the first ever to win the 100 and 200 meter races in back-to-back Olympics. And he said afterwards that he is planning to complete compete in Rio in 2016. Good news for all of us who love sports. It's absolutely amazing to watch him run. He is a freak of nature, to say the least. And remarkable how he is so far out in front that he slows down at the end, especially in the heats, but even in the main races, the middle races. And yet he still sets records. But I must say, I would have loved to have seen him go for an even better record by not slowing down at the end and... uh It's just so remarkable to watch him run that uh, I think we all want to see what would happen if he literally just completed the race. The fact that he doesn't have to with world-class runners within steps of him is uh, just nothing short of remarkable. But there's something magical about the title of world's fastest human ever, and uh, he is also an equally compelling personality put it mildly. He has a cockiness that, uh, that I like, and, uh, and it's just going to be great to have him around on the stage. Hopefully he does indeed participate in Rio in 2016 and just keeps the, uh, the, the track fires burning for the next four years. Well, there's lots of other highlights from the Olympics as well. On the team front, 
the two highlight sports easily have been swimming and gymnastics up to this point. In swimming, next to Bolt, needless to say, the other star of stars in the Olympics, in the Olympics is obviously Michael Phelps. He knew what he wanted to do in London. He got it accomplished. You're not trying to win eight gold medals like in Beijing four years ago, nor did he need to. He simply went out and basically, it seemed, won the races he wanted to win, both individual and team, and came away as the greatest, most decorated medal winner in history with 22 medals. Utterly amazing. And on the female side in swimming, the other star clearly was Missy Franklin, um, who endeared herself to America, needless to say, and she's young and is another one who is bound to be heard from in four years in Rio. The other big team sport was women's gymnastics, and... That also yielded a couple individual stars. Obviously, the U.S. women won the team gold, which was terrific. And Gabby Douglas is a huge star, having won the individual all-around. But as I've talked about the last few weeks on the show, uh, Allie Raisman, who is from nearby Needham, Massachusetts, literally 15 minutes from where I'm standing, uh, could make a strong case as... Uh, also being, uh, the star of stars from the U.S. women's gymnastics team. She took, uh, she took home three medals, including the individual gold for the floor exercise. And she has become much beloved. Uh, the town of Needham, Mass is just, uh, absolutely on fire. And has been for the last two, three weeks with Allie Raisman. And uh, it's been great to see, and it's going to be great to have her back home. And oh, by the way, her parents also became stars in how intensely they watched their daughter perform. And the final highlight of the Olympics is simply London as the host city. Uh, it's been absolutely spectacular. Needless to say, the views of the city, uh, one of the world's great Great cities, to put it mildly, have been spectacular, as well as some of the uh, other footage from, like, the suburbs. I was watching last week, like, bicycling, two weeks ago, actually. And, uh, you know, the suburbs, the countryside around London, uh, just remarkable to watch. And London and all Brits were rewarded, specifically when Andy Murray beat Roger Federer to deliver a Gold medal right in Wimbledon. So that was pretty spectacular in and of itself. Well, also sticking with the Olympics, my low light of the week was the bad calls against Canada that clouded the U.S. victory over the Canadian team. Uh, give the U.S. credit for taking advantage of those bad calls and what was just a great, great game. Canada gave up three different leads, and the U.S. kept battling back. But we all agree no one likes any game where you're talking about the refs after the game rather than the game itself, especially if it's a great one like the U.S.-Canada was. 
Ultimately, the U.S. women's soccer team won the gold medal yesterday by beating Japan and thereby avenging their loss to the same Japan team from the World Cup a while back. And ironically, the handball that was called against Canada, which basically got the whole thing going uh, following the six-second rule, uh, <laughs> something we didn't know about but we'll never forget about now. Uh, so the handball was called against Canada when it shouldn't against the U.S., and then the U.S. had a much more obvious handball, a clear violation yesterday against Japan that was not called. So... Uh, Pretty ironic how that worked out. Another low light of the Olympics has been the, uh, really the dirty play in men's basketball. Um, it's been pretty interesting to watch. Uh, I think it's the, uh, revenge against flopping that, uh, we're all, all have become so familiar with. And, uh, but it should, after watching that U.S.-Argentina game earlier in the week, which had some uh, dirty play, shall we say, it'll be fascinating to watch the U.S.-Argentina game in just a few hours, to say the least. Um, my last low light from the Olympics is the U.S. women gymnast Michaela Maroney redefining what the word facial means in her sport uh, by showing through her expression on the metal stand that silver just doesn't cut it when you are a prohibitive favorite to win the gold. Uh, the look on Michaela's face has been become uh, an Internet sensation of sorts. And, uh, again, there may have been no bigger favorite in any Olympic event this side of Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt to win uh, on the... Uneven bars and, uh, and she just didn't get it done. She fell on her second jump. Excuse me. It was on the, uh, the vault. That's her specialty. My bizarre story of the week is how Keegan Bradley beat Jim Furyk to win the Bridgestone Classic last Sunday afternoon as he stormed back with an amazing putt at 18 following an amazing round. And immediately after Bradley hit the putt on 18, Furyk, who had disintegrated on the back nine on Sunday, flubbed, really flubbed, a short putt to end up with a double bogey on the hole after leading for 71 holes. And he handed Keegan Bradley the victory. As you listeners know... We played great audio from Keegan last week from a press conference for the upcoming Deutsche Bank Championship here in Boston at the end of the month. And the native son uh, will be playing in the Deutsche Bank Classic uh, a mere 20 minutes from where he grew up in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. But first, he uh, it's amazing how he goes into the PGA. He started yesterday down in Kiowa. Because into the PGA is the defending champion. He wins last week's tournament, last Sunday's tournament, so he comes in as the defending weekly champion. And he talked last week about uh, wanting to make the Ryder Cup. I think that's a slam dunk after last Sunday. And we had first introduced Keegan to, uh, to our show during the Children's Miracle Network Classic down at Disney World 
uh, last October that I attended and, uh, where Keegan Bradley held a press conference that I sat in on and had some great sound bites then and very likable guy. And boy, he is really someone to watch on this PGA tour. Uh, he is a money player, needless to say. As for Furick, uh, he had an epic collapse, uh, at the end of the U.S. Open. Terrible tee shot on the 16th hole when he had the lead on Sunday. And, uh, you know, he just suddenly can't finish after being such a steady player through the years. And, uh, but I give him a lot of credit. Very classy. Did an interview immediately following, uh, his meltdown. And so it'll be interesting to watch how the career of, uh, of Jim Furyk unfolds from here. My event of the week that I covered was the Patriots Saints preseason opener at Gillette Stadium last night. It was great to have football back, and I cannot overestimate the excitement up here in New England for the Patriots. They drew record-breaking crowds of over 15,000 for joint practices with the Saints this week. As for last night's 7-6 to game, it was two of the league's best offenses from last year, led by Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and they uh, just simply didn't show up. And it's a bad sign when the punters are getting the most work during a preseason game, or for that matter, any game. Um, obviously, the defense has had something to do with uh, with the poor performances of the offense. Uh, the Saints showed me last night that they are going to be playing with a serious chip on their shoulder all year after just being decimated by Bounty Gate. And on the Patriots side, first round pick Chandler Jones looked fabulous getting after the quarterback and showing he could, uh, showing he can be that high energy, long armed, lean guy, uh, and an active bat- pass rusher for the Patriots, which they have been sorely lacking. And the Patriots' other top pick, Donta H- Hightower from Alabama, also got off to a very nice start last night. Uh, additionally, running back Stephen Ridley and Shane Vereen look good, and uh, in, especially important in the wake of the departure of Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. One big concern for the Patriots, and it showed a little bit last night, is their offensive line. Uh, Matt Light retired. He's protected Tom Brady's blind side since day one. So that Again, uh, really bears watching. And, uh, you know, just another preseason action last night. It was great to see Peyton Manning on the field again. And he certainly looked like the old Peyton to me. And uh, the most interesting game of the night was the Steelers and Eagles. Uh, and the Eagles are the Patriots' next opponent uh, a week from Monday. And... Uh, Good to just see Andy Reid on the sidelines in the wake of the terrible, terrible tragedy of his son dying last Sunday morning uh, down at Lehigh University training facility. So now, as my former co-host Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be my weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post, and we're going to talk about the huge Dwight Howard trade.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners. Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. What's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, John. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. Well, big news in the NBA, huh? I mean, uh, it takes a lot to uh, make people forget about the Olympics, so to speak, but Dwight Howard signing with the Lakers will do it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's, it is, it is, you know, you got, the, you, got the, you, know, you got the Olympics, of course, you got the U.S. Open going on, you got the baseball races, you got NFL preseason, but we're going to be talking about basketball today, and it's Funny, I, it's one of those things where, you know, as I was thinking about this this morning, you know, we've been talking about Dwight Howard, the possibility of, of being traded, you know, is he going to go to Brooklyn? Is he going to go to Houston? Is he going to go to the Lakers? Is he going to stay? And every week, every day almost, it was, he's going to go. No, he's going to stay. No, he's going to go. No, he's going to stay. He's going to be traded here. No, I want to stay in Orlando. No, I want to go to Brooklyn. The only, I'm going to go to the Lakers. It's incredible that... Uh, that the story will, will will finally actually happen with you know, with, with no more rumors and it, it looks like it's finally going to happen now. Uh, from from what we understand, uh, it, it still has to be approved by the league. So you know until that happens, it's not completely officially official. But uh, yeah, I mean, does it change the balance of power in the NBA? You bet it does. I mean, you know, Dwight Howard going to the Lakers and the amazing thing about this trade, I think you know when you really think about it, is that. 
you know, I think in all of these scenarios, when you, when you heard about the Dwight Howard possibly going to the Lakers, were well, it was kind of a given that Pau Gasol would be going the other way to wherever that would be, whether it would be a three-team trade, four-team trade, what have you. But uh, they they wind up trading Bynum instead. So you're going to keep Pau Gasol at the four. You're going to have Howard playing the five. And, wow, I mean, look at what the Lakers are going to be playing on the floor every night, getting Steve Nash and, of course, you know, Kobe. So you'll – and, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, the former uh, the former Ron Artest, better world peace. I mean, what a team you have out there now. I mean, you know, they're certainly going to give Oklahoma City run for their money. They're certainly going to give the Heat a run for their money. And I think if you look at the trade from you know, a lot of different points of view, you, know, you have a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts going a lot of different ways in the fourteen trade. Um I kind of think Orlando kind of got kind of got hosed here. I mean, they really didn't get that much in return. They did get some uh, some potential, you know, getting a, 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 a lottery protected first round pick from uh, the Nuggets, the Sixers, and the Lakers. Um, basically, getting a, a bunch of spare parts and, and uh, also being the kids from uh, St. John's, Mo Harkless. But um, you know, to lose a player of Dwight Howard's caliber, uh, the Magic really. Me, at least, just as a, looking at, at a quick synopsis of the trade, like who's going where and who's getting what, they, they kind of look like the losers to me in this deal. Um, you know, Ingledala uh, going to Denver, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice fit there. Uh, Bynum going to Philly, uh, you know, he's a Jersey guy, so that you know, going, going, kind of going home, uh, that looks to be a good fit for the Sixers. Uh, but I just don't see where the the, the magic. Can look, can you know go into their their team meeting say and say wow we made a great deal today I just, I just don't see that and of course obviously you know we always say in trades right the the, the the team that gets the best player comes out the best in the trade so you know you almost you have to say by default the the Lakers coming out the best in this deal you know getting Dwight Howard maybe to key to another NBA championship but the, certainly the the Magic to me looking like the team is really really kind of wind up at the short end of this stick with this deal. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the Magic, basically, they, they just dumped them in my estimation. Uh, you know, I barely recognized the names of the guys that they got back to their team. And meanwhile, what seems to me, if, if I'm a Magic fan, what has me just bothered, shall we say, is, you know, Andre Iguodala, who I saw up close and personal during the Celtic Sixers series, uh, heck of a player. He's going to the he's going to the Denver Nuggets. And it just seems like you know, and and Bynum's the Seventy Sixers, and uh, Bynum, obviously immature, but you know, a terrific talent, very young, and someone who I think might benefit greatly from a change of scenery. He could become a real superstar uh, in Philadelphia, especially under Doug Collins. So, yeah, it just feels like you know, four teams involved. Three teams walk away with huge, huge superstar names, and the team that had the biggest name of them all, the Magic with Dwight Howard, came away with basically no names. Yeah, it's just, it, 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 to me, it, it's kind of a head scratch, right? It's kind of strange, and you know, um, yeah, look, you have to call to your point. Yeah, I mean, it, I, maybe it was just got to the point where it's like, you know what, you know. We just, don't, we just don't deal with this anymore if you're the managers, which to me, I, I don't know if I really buy that because, you know, I think also, too, though, it, it's hard to say because the longer this goes on, the, the longer, you know, your, your shelf life is 
anticipates, right? Because you know, he's going to be a free agent after next season. And, you know, the longer you go without making a deal, uh, theoretically, the less you get in return. Uh, you know, hey, they, they, they probably could have had a better package if they had made the trade with the Nets. You know, getting uh, Brooke Lopez um, and, you know, uh, and some other players and, uh, you know, some draft picks. That, that probably would have been a better. I think Chris Humphreys would have been involved in that. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, just, it's a little puzzling why why they did this. And, and, and you know, I, I guess you know, we'll, we'll hear a lot more in the next few days, uh, you know, from Magic Management, you know, why they felt they had to do this at this particular time. So, um, you know, it'll be, be interesting to see what their, uh, you know, what, what the backlash is in Orlando and, and what their response to it is. But, uh, you know, I, I think... I think you know, obviously the bigger part of the story and the huge and B part of the story really is uh, Dwight Howard going to the Lakers. I mean, you know that, that's the, you know again that that just completely changes the, the, the dynamics, not just the West in the in, in the whole league because you know the you know the East and the Celtics and and the, and now the Nets look like the upcoming team in the East. You know they all they're, they're all looking at the thing. Well, well the Lakers just got a whole lot better just now and uh, and again and, and I think. The too, as you know, as other people have been saying too, uh, Tom Gasol stay in LA when he really thought the whole time that he was he was going to be one of the guys uh, going the other way and being dealt somewhere else. So you know he gets to stay in LA and they get Dwight Howard and uh, it's pretty much that the, the Lakers just giving up Andrew Bynum was, was who you know, as you mentioned you know does have some maturity issues, also some health issues too. So you know I think uh, you know the, the, the Lakers again just you know got a whole lot better today. And made the whole NBA a whole lot more uh, more nervous, a little more scared of uh, of the Lakers again. Oh, and I feel that uh, I always thought that he would uh, Dwight Howard would end up with the Lakers, and a lot for a big reason is uh, you know it just it fits their history from literally of bringing in big men from Will Chamberlain. Back in the 70s, to someone you never thought would be traded, to Shaquille O'Neal, someone you never thought would be traded, to now Dwight Howard, some that we, someone that we all knew would be traded. And there was also uh, that, that, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guy, too. Oh, right, right, right. I knew there was someone yeah, yeah. I was missing. Yeah another, yeah. guy, another guy you didn't think would ever be traded, right? So, yeah, you're right. It's a, there is a pattern there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos, kudos to the Lakers for pulling that off. And, but like you say, yeah, it's, you know, maybe it's their birthright. Maybe it's maybe it's all karma to kind of to kind of have it all go this way. So you know, kudos to them for pulling it off. Absolutely, it's uh, you know they they just have an amazing uh, starting five, and I mean you know Steve Nash, Pogsau, Kobe Bryant, and now Dwight Howard, and and then Artest. That that is just. Uh, you know, going to be make for absolute appointment television. I'm sure they'll be on Christmas Day. Goes without saying. Oh and, yeah. Uh, no, they're, they're they're all of a sudden the league's marquee team, which you know that's saying something in the days in the era of the you know Miami Heat now as reigning champions. So the thought of those two, and I'm I'm guessing those two are going to. Well, I guess the schedule's released, but when those two first play, and maybe they're already scheduled. Uh, for Christmas Day, I haven't checked, but uh, that'll be awesome. Heat versus Lakers. Mm, yep, that's, that's a, you're right. Uh, a viewing, red circles, gold stars, all that stuff. Absolutely, every time they play. 
and I think every time the Lakers, you, you're going to see the Lakers on TV a lot this year, I think. So, uh, you know, get, get, get ready for seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of purple and gold on your TV screen. Yes, and, you know, it, it, again, it just enhances, uh, you know, Celtics-Lakers, too, looking at it through the, uh, you know, through the Boston glasses, uh, as we all do up here. Um, you know, I love it. I mean, any, any time that the Celtics-Lakers are at the top of the league and now joined, obviously, by the Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's good for, good for basketball and... So I think it's just going to be fabulous. I mean, I, I can already. I mean, every year when the Lakers come into the Garden for their one visit, it's a big deal. That's the game you look for the moment you see the schedule. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, that game got a whole lot bigger. Yeah, and it's the same thing in New York, too. I mean, when the Lakers come in right. and, play, and play the Knicks, same exact same dynamic. So, yeah, I mean, wherever the Lakers go, I mean, they're, you know, they're rock stars. They really are. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the rock stars of the NBA again. You know, I think that have took over that title a couple of years you know, with LeBron, but uh, with this move today, you know, that 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 dynamic clearly shifts to the West Coast, clearly shifts to L.A. and the Lakers. So, yeah, I mean, wherever they go, it's going to be a, you know a, a traveling circus all year long. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It really is. You know, they're going to be uh, they're going to join that you know elusive and elite group of teams that are simply rock stars, rock star organizations, rock star teams that when, uh, you know, when they show up in the city, it's going to be huge. And, you know, we're all worn out by the Dwight Howard thing. Needless to say, he has shown a side of him that, number one, nobody knew he had, and number two, uh, nobody liked. But now that it's done... And we'll start to, you know, put that behind us and, and distance ourselves from, you know, the, the pain that he put us all through. Uh, you know, the focus will gradually come back to, you know, him as a player, the big smile. There was a lot to like. I mean, I think everybody liked Dwight Howard until his most recent antics of the last whatever year or so. And, uh, and you know, as we all know in sports, people... Uh, we'll certainly forgive, probably forget. And, you know, Dwight Howard was going to be back on top of the world in, uh, no time flat, I predict. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, yeah, you're right. And it, it, that's a very good point. And, and it's true. I mean, we do, uh, as, you know, as sports fans and as, you know, sports uh, you know, media members fans, we do tend to forgive and forget, uh, you know, when, when, when athletes are going through problems or if they say something or do something that, that is unsavory or, or, you know, in some cases just plain stupid, um, you know, we, we always tend to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, usually when the games start and the focus is more what they're doing, you know, on the, on the court or on the field or on, on the rink, you know, then we, you know, we, we forget about all the, all the, all the noise that happened in the offseason. We just focus on what they, focus what they, what they're paid to do. Yes, well, absolutely. And Barry, we're going to head to our break. But my closing thought on this, uh, as I think it through, is the day I heard, the moment I heard that the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers had been negated, I remember my very first thought at that precise moment was, well, Dwight Howard will end up with the Lakers. And here we are, fast-forwarding nine months, and that's exactly what happened. I wasn't alone in that theory. And uh, 
However it happened, it happened. And with that said, we're going to go to our break. And on the other side, we have huge breaking news. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you listen for life love and sports Featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And still on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. And Barry, as soon as you called in, you told me about breaking news, potential breaking news, that 15 minutes later we can now confirm, so why don't you... uh Share it with our listeners. This is huge. Well, yeah, this really is. And, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about a story that changes the balance of power in the NBA. You know, now we have a story that uh, changes the balance of power potentially in college football. Um, it just came to light that uh, uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, who we probably all know as Honey Badger, the outstanding linebacker from LSU, uh, and a, a rather shocking development has been dismissed from the LSU program for a violation of team policy. Uh, there was just a, a press conference uh, being held on the LSU campus, uh, head coach Les Miles uh, making that announcement. And this is just stunning, stunning news. Uh, and right before we came on the air, uh, we had heard that uh, there was the possibility of, of a big story coming out uh, of college football, then a big story coming out of LSU, then there was speculation that, that uh, that uh, Tehran Matthew was going to be transferring to another school, but uh, the, this this is much different. Uh, you know, so uh, so you know, there, there's what what at this at this moment, uh, I guess the understanding is uh, it's undisclosed what those violations were, 
but uh, but you can only imagine what these very 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 serious violations you know on 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 Matthew's part to be dismissed from the program, and this is one of the preeminent players in the country. So you know, it's you know, where will he be able to play this year? Will he transfer? We don't we don't know that yet. This is all this is all just this is all just happening in the past half hour. So uh, you know, it's just yeah, I'm. I'm I'm stunned. I really am, and I think uh, I don't I don't see how anyone could could not be by this. Well, great job getting that for us, Barry, and uh, it's unbelievable. It does indeed change the balance of power. LSU is rated the number one team in the country. Obviously, they played in last year's national championship game and lost. But the heart of the LSU team is the defense. The heart of the defense is clearly the Honey Badger. And it's particularly shocking to me, only in that just the other day on ESPN, they've been doing a series of talking with various college athletes about their position, and they did this thing with Honey Badger on returning punts that was really quite well done, quite interesting. He seemed like, uh, you know, he has a great personality. You know, he burst on the scene last year, needless to say. I mean, he just right with that opener against Oregon from uh, – Cowboy Stadium down in Texas, uh, national television to open the season. And from there on in, it's easy, easily safe to say that no, no player in the country, and certainly not on defense, made bigger, more timely plays than this guy. It was just remarkable between punt returns, interceptions, fumble recoveries, and any mix of the above. This guy made, you know, a handful of the top plays of the entire season in college football. So this is just going to uh, send shockwaves reverberating through the college football world, needless to say. Yeah, and, you know, it, 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 it kind of makes you shudder to think what he could have done to, to, to have this happen. I mean, you know, it's got to be, be very, very serious. Uh, whatever he is, uh, you know, whatever he is found to have done or whether he's being accused of being doing or being involved with, it has to be major for a player of that stature to be out and out missing from the program. I mean, if that's just, that's just stocking, shocking, staggering, whatever adjective you want to put on it. So, you know, and I'm sure it'll, it'll all come out in, uh, in very, in very short order, you know, what, what the circumstances were involving this. But yeah, I mean, you know, here we are, we just, uh, you know, uh, it was going to be a busy sports day regardless today, right? You know, with, with the Olympics, with the PGA, with, uh, you know, as we said before, the baseball pennant races, you know, NFL, NFL preseason getting underway, and now, boom, boom, you have two huge sports stories just kind of shoving everything else aside. Uh, you know, first, uh, first of course, the Lakers trading for Dwight Howard, and now this. So, this, uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of mind blowing. So it's uh, you know what what what, a, what an amazing sports day this is. And again, you know, we'll we'll find out a lot more about the Honey uh, Badger situation as, as the day goes on. I'm sure. Well, it really is. And, uh, again, you know, nobody who loves sports enjoys watching a player more than just simply one who is a game changer. And this guy really was the ultimate game changer. You know, again, not a quarterback, not even a running back. You know, just a guy that, uh, and I believe he was under-recruited perhaps and not necessarily sought after, but, again, just... Burst on the scene by midseason, everybody 
knew who he was and partially due, mostly due to his play, partially due to the catchy nickname of Honey Badger, uh, but a guy that, you know, you just simply uh, had to watch and, you know, had that rare, rare ability that when you're watching an LSU game and uh, all their games are tough, they're in the SEC, needless to say, and you basically reach a point in the game where you just say, they need a play, they need someone to make a play, and this guy did that in like three or four different games, and, and in a couple games, more than once, and I, I was just amazed watching him, I, I really was, I, again, one of the top five most interesting players to watch coming into the season, without a doubt. Yeah, and you know, uh, and you know, and, and you know, uh, again, you know, by all accounts, you know, seeming to be a good personality, seems, you know, by all accounts, seems to seem to be a good kid. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's just it's it's it's, it's really mind blowing. It really is. Uh, you know, to have a story like this just kind of you know, land on our laps uh, this afternoon. Um, you know, how ironic would it be if you wanted to go to a Say, say a Penn State to go play. You know, who knows? There were stranger things that happened. But, uh, yeah, I think, again, excuse me, we'll, we'll find out a lot more of this uh, in this situation, probably in very in very short order. Oh, yeah. Well, anything's possible in this uh, crazy offseason of college football. And more importantly, uh, it's about to not be the offseason anymore. I believe most everybody's getting underway, if I'm not mistaken, like, Monday or something, I think. I think it's next week, I'm pretty sure. So this story will just grow and grow and grow, and, and this can be, you know, uh, following the Penn State scandal, and, and that's been, you know, daily news with transfers there and some staying, many transferring, uh, you know, now into this, uh, which you would have to perceive as a, a, obviously a negative story, you know, at least for LSU coming and coming out of the gate. And, uh, so, you know, it's going to make for, uh, you know, fascinating start to the college football season, uh, which really, as I said, I believe gets underway as quickly as next week. So just remarkable youth and yeah. sports. This is what you get. Yeah. And it is. And, you know, and, and the thing too, to remember also is that, you know, you know, it's not like, it's not like a trade, you know, it's not like, you know, where somebody leaves the team and goes somewhere else, you know, here's, you know, dismissed from a program, okay, if, you know, if, if he does, you know, if his eligibility is not, not, you know, I'm sure the NCAA will, will weigh in on this too, uh, you know, it, it, I think it remains to be seen, obviously, you know, how it affects his eligibility going to play somewhere else, you know, uh, you know, if he does transfer, will he have to sit out a year, you know, we don't know any of this yet, so, you know, we may not know the full extent of this story for, for quite some time, uh, you know, as, as we all know, it, uh, in college sports, how how it works out, you know, when when, a, when an athlete, uh, you know, is attempting to transfer to another program, you know, with circumstances. So, yeah, so is it, this is probably going to be a, a a fairly drawn out story, I would think, at this point in time. Oh, absolutely, and boy, again, it's going to be bigger than it might normally be because, again, it's LSU marquee team. Post- Preseason number one, SEC, uh, you know, they're just, uh, the passion down south, as we all know, is just off the charts. So this story is going to really have a huge, huge impact. I mean, again, it's a lot to say. It's a bold statement to say, you know, one player 
you know, a situation involving one player like this, situation like this, could alter the balance of college football. That is a huge statement when you consider the thousands of kids who play. But I think in this case, you could you could make that case that, that, that this one guy being dismissed could indeed alter the uh, the balance of college football for the coming year. It's remarkable. Yeah, and you and you have you have one guy. Uh, Changing a, a changing, uh, changing a situation that will alter the course of college football. And then we also have one guy changing the course, uh, the backs of, of VA today. So yeah, what a, what, what a day. What a day. What a day. And on that note, still a lot more to get to. So we'll take our break and we'll join you on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And back on the line with us is Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, whoever said August is a slow month. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> not to, not because this month, in addition, not this Exactly, because in addition to the Honey Badger breaking news that we just had of him being dismissed from LSU, Tyrone, Tyran Matthew, uh, Spain just beat Russia in the Olympic semifinal after being down 11 at halftime, where I believe Paul Gasol was scoreless in the first half, and... They're showing Spain celebrating, and they're absolutely going crazy. Gasol had a big second half, and so it looks like we are halfway there towards the long-awaited, much-anticipated Spain 
USA matchup for the gold medal. Spain has now done their part, and as I said uh, at the beginning of the show, Russia had a 11-point halftime lead, and the whole Spain thing was looking pretty shaky, needless to say, although I, I must say that uh, a, a, a U.S.-Russia matchup wouldn't have, uh, that's never a bad matchup, that's for sure. But, no, and uh, it's funny, you, you, you kind of wonder if uh, they told, if, if Tao was told at halftime that he, uh, that the Lakers got Dwight Howard and he wasn't being traded, so. so there you go. <laughs> if he was put off his mind, he just went out and went nuts in the second half, so, you know, who knows, maybe that had something to do with it, but, uh, yeah, I mean. Might have had something to do with him being scoreless in the yeah, first maybe, half. maybe, maybe, so, um yeah, and this is so we'll, we're probably uh, going to get now get going to get the matchup that we've all been talking about, and you know, the, the obviously the biggest hurdle to uh, to the redeemed team winning another uh, winning another gold medal. So uh, yeah, good job by Spain today. Absolutely, and uh, in just a couple of hours, uh, three forty-five Eastern time, I believe, is U.S. versus Argentina. I touched on this at the beginning of the show with all the. Uh, Man zone punching that has been going on in the uh, Olympic men's basketball, and uh, it was certainly occurring during the U.S.-Argentina game earlier in the week. I got the feeling, won by the U.S., by the way, but I got the feeling that uh, today is going to be a much different game. I think that Argentina is a, an international power. Obviously, they have Manu Ginobili, superstar in any league and or at any level. And uh, this I'm hearing is going to be their basically the last hurrah of this Argentina team, which has been together for uh, you know a, a number of Olympics. So I think today could be a great, great game between the U.S. and Argentina. Clearly, I expect the U.S. to win. But a lot of hard feelings from a game just four or five days ago between the two teams, again, with some uh, dirty play. And uh, so I, 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 this is what we've been waiting for. You know, if you're into the Olympics and you're just a, a hoop fan like we all are, uh, this is when it gets good, today. And then the gold medal game, whatever that will be. Yeah, and, you know, with, with everything else that's going on today, wouldn't it be something if, uh, if the U.S winds up losing that game to Argentina this afternoon. So, you know, it's been uh, it's been a really crazy day so far. And, uh, who knows? It could get crazier, but it wouldn't that be something? But, you know, we, certainly we, we expect the U.S. To, to win that game, but you, know, but you never know. That's why they play the games, right? So, um, you know, uh, a wild, crazy sports day could have the potential of getting a lot wilder, a lot crazier. Absolutely. And, uh yeah, I, I just think I think it's going to be a close game because I just feel that, uh, you know, the U.S. has looked great, needless to say, a dream team in its own right. Uh, but, you know, they've had some close games. I watched a game last week where, uh, again, they had all they could handle. Lithuania, that's who it was against. And uh, there was a moment fairly deep into the, uh, you know, second half uh, that they were behind by a point. And... Uh, Ultimately, they won, but again, they're not invincible. They, they've shown that, uh, you know, some good teams have hung with them so far. And uh, Argentina is certainly a good team, and there's bad blood. And I think all the ingredients are there for a, for a Friday afternoon treat. Maybe it could be along the lines of uh, 
Uh, I remember it was a Friday when the U.S. Olympic men's hockey team beat the Russians in 1980. Uh, we could have another fabulous Olympic event this afternoon on a, on a Friday evening as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, certainly something to look forward to, and you know, get, get to see it live uh, later this afternoon. So, yeah, that that will be that will be terrific. And uh, you know, it's, basketball has always been a marquee event at the Olympics, and the reason all the all the history, you know, uh, obviously the uh, the 1972 incident between the U.S. and, and Russia, you know, one of the most infamous, slash famous, slash infamous. Uh, Olympic games of all time, Olympic basketball games of all time, and then of course you know the dream, the first dream team in '92 in Barcelona. You know that, that was forging a lot new, a lot of new ground, and uh, yeah, and it's always it's always been been fun to watch the uh, you know our best pro players go over and play internationally, and they take a lot of pride in doing that. And uh, you know it certainly makes it a lot more compelling. I mean, you know, you do get people from time to time saying, you know what, they should go back to attending college players. But, you know, I think, you know, once, I kind of think the ship has sailed on that. I mean, you let the barn doors open on bringing pros over, you really can't go back the other way. So I just think that adds a lot more intrigue. And obviously, athletes and players that we're all familiar with that we all know very well, uh, you know, playing the gold medal. It, it, that, makes it, that makes it more special, too, I think. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny you would mention that. Uh, U.S.-Russia game. That was in the back of my mind when I said a U.S.-Russia matchup would have been pretty compelling, needless to say. And interesting, though, you know, how things, what goes around comes around the lineage of that. When you go back to Hank Iba losing that game, the, the legendary Olympic coach, and then, uh, you know, he was, one of his top disciples, of course, was Bob Knight, who I've always felt got involved in the Olympic Games and the international basketball scene. Because of that game, and he has said as much, and I've interviewed him in the past, and then uh, about that very subject, by the way, and, you know, that got him involved, and we all remember the Pan-American Games down in Puerto Rico, which uh, uh, will make Bob Knight forever unforgettable on the international basketball stage, and then look, who, lo and behold, who is the coach of... This year's team, who will be watching literally in a couple of hours, but Coach Mike Krzyzewski, obviously, I've interviewed him too. Uh, Bob Knight's point guard from Army in the late 60s, and the winningest college basketball coach of all time, who, again, I believe, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I'm quite positive that Bob Knight influenced Mike Krzyzewski, both great patriots, to get involved in the international game as well. American international team was floundering back six, eight, ten years ago. A couple of Olympics without gold medals, as we all know, and other world games losses. And uh, here comes Krzyzewski, whips it into shape, and here we are with the latest version of an American dream team, uh, basically looking to, you know, again... Uh, put America's stamp on the sport of basketball on the Olympic level, like this weekend. Yeah, and here's another here's another one for you. You know, uh, another member of that '72 team uh, is, uh, is is a guy we mentioned earlier, earlier in the show, Doug. Now, of course, the coach of the Sixers, who uh, came out as one of the winners of the of the Dwight Howard trade today. So there's there's another uh, another piece of, of history kind of kind of coming full circle. 
Well, that's funny you'd mention that because uh, I, I was at Game 7, Celtic Sixers, and attended Doug Collins' press conference uh, after Game 7 loss. Very impressive guy and uh, how he handled it. But as I was watching him, that's exactly what I was thinking of because anybody who remembers the 72 game remembers that Doug Collins made the two, two free throws at the end of the game that should have given the Americans the gold medal. That's right. And then the refs got involved. Need we say more? <laughs> um, that was as bad as it gets. So should be another great weekend of uh, viewing. And I, as we head to uh, our close here, I do want to just report yet even more uh, breaking news, not on the level of what we've already been reporting. But uh, PGA underway, obviously, day two today. And Keegan Bradley, who I talked about at the top of the show, who I uh, had some audio from last week, uh, is right on the leaderboard today. Again, defending champion of the PGA, along with John Daly. Shocker, John Daly. Talk about bursting on the American sports scene. That was John Daly at the PGA, and I still remember it. Crooked, crooked stick in Indiana back in uh, many years ago. And Tiger Woods is just a couple shots off at three under. A couple pulls into a second round. So in addition to the PGA this weekend, uh, obviously Olympics wrapping it up. Uh, great appointment viewing all around. So, Barry, I just want to thank you again for all your input today. Uh, great show. Great to have breaking news. Don't always get that on a Friday afternoon, but we sure did today. And... Voice America, thank you all for listening, and we'll look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.